Triple Play Fantasy's football show with D. Mindy, Brastadamus, Doc, and Johnny Foosball starts now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show. A proud member of Fantasy Points and Fantasy Points Media Group. D. Mendy here. Just saying that just for John. D. Mendy here. <laughs> joined, of course, by a guy that's, if it's not as good a time in the world to be a Zay Jones fan, I don't know when is. That's the Zay Jones truth or John Van Etten. What's going on? He is the perfect wide receiver three or four. You don't want to move him up too much more than that. <laughs> Would he have like eight catches for 120 yards? He's a legit threat right now. You're a bandwagon. <laughs> uh, it's been spoken into existence that the uh, Zay Jones love. It's finally here. We also are joined by a guy that, Doc, if life is like a box of chocolates, then what is death? Uh... That's a good one. Uh, it's like when the chocolates are gone, I guess. What? <laughs> it's not an answer to the question. I know you said when life is a box of chocolates, yeah. what is death? It was a stranger question than it was a strange it. answer. <laughs> uh, someone asked me that the other day, and I was like, I'm going to use that. Even though Ooh, I somebody on like the subway or something. Like... <laughs> <laughs> it was over the holidays. Someone asked me. I was like, I kind of like. What's the answer? I, there was no, there was no answer. It was just like, uh, so. How can you, how can you say what kind of answer if that if there isn't a right answer? Because I was I hoping was you would say, kind of hoping there would have been like a pun. Yeah, yeah. no, no pun. It was just something very weird that was asked Open me that made me think. Of course, also joined by uh, the guy that's a part-time analyst and part-time stand-up comedian, the Brad Stradamus, aka Brad Kilmer. What's up? Not true, but I definitely want you to apologize to Josh Jacobs today. Okay, well, Rashad Penny outscored him. Sony Michelle outscored he him. He, huh? scored a, he scored a touchdown on like the first drive, and then he got injured. Yeah, so did Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones actually missed like more than half the game. <laughs> He's the only one that didn't outscore him. That's a fair point. You did have Rojo ranked number one though in that group. But again, he missed half the game against, or more than half the game. Josh Jacobs the missed quarter. like a quarter of the game. Exactly, he missed like a quarter and a half. We'll have to look. I'll, I'll look up snaps. What's this stand up you're doing, Brad? You I'm not. I don't know where. He, I don't know where he came <laughs> up with that. I'm just digging through the the dark depths of my brain to to find things to introduce <laughs> you guys with at this point. Uh, this is gonna be our last regular show of the 2021-2022 fantasy season. There's gonna be a lot of content we're gonna be having out there. Some will definitely be on the podcast that you're gonna be hearing. But this is gonna be our last hour long show with all four of us together. Uh, at least that's scheduled. You know, maybe if Adam Rank comes on a couple times in the offseason, we'll all get together and for stuff like that. But it's going to be our last one. So we're going to make sure we go out with a bang. In tonight's episode, we have the 2021 Fantasy Awards show. And I mean, guys, we got to celebrate. There's been tons of great awards, players worthy of awards. There's been tons of heartbreak, tons of just you shaking your fists in excitement. We're going to celebrate everything today as we break down our six awards in the categories that we're giving out today. It's going to be an awesome episode. So make sure you stay tuned for that. After we go to our question of the week, which NFL quarterback would last the longest on the show Survivor and oh, why? Oh, it had to be a quarterback. Oh. Did you not read the question? I just saw NFL player. <laughs> I mean, if you have a good one, that's fine. And as always, we have our no, game I'll of the do, week. I'll first. do quarterback now. That's all good. Uh, of course, game of the week revealed at the end of the show. So for the last time, for a little bit, 
If you guys are ready to get another episode started, then man, we're here to do it for you. Let's do it! Yeah. I love when our loyal fans show up in the YouTube comments and they just they drop a ton of a ton of great stuff that we can share with our audience. You know, it's stuff that uh people need to know about. <laughs> I I don't know what that means one way or the other. That's another language. I can't uh, I can't wait till our other loyal fan shows up. <laughs> Uh, so a couple headlines we'll go over real quick before we get into the fantasy awards. Cowboys wide receiver Michael Gallup has been diagnosed with a full ACL tear, according to NFL.com's Ian Rappaport. Suffered the injury after he caught a 21-yard touchdown and obviously will not be for the Cowboys for the stretch run in the playoffs here. Ends the season with 35 catches for 445 yards and two touchdowns. Was in a contract year. So uh, right now, obviously you feel very bad for him. He was going to arguably be the best wide receiver on the market. Now, I got to ask you, Brad, do you think that this hurts his market or do you think teams are optimistic enough with the talent that they think he recovers and he'll get what he deserves in the open market? I don't know if he'll get what he deserves, but he's certainly going to still be a valued commodity. I, I think with the way that injuries are trending these days, I don't think even a you know an Achilles tear or an ACL tear, it just doesn't mean the same that it used to mean. Like You can just come back next year and be at least, you know, 70, 80% of yourself when, you know, years ago that used to end your career. So um, I, I think he's still going to be a valued member of the market. I don't know if they'll try to, you know, get value from him because he was hurt. But, you know, even if you base him, base, you know, his next contract off of what he's done this year, I think he'll still get a sizable amount on the market. And as for the Cowboys, you know, I, they kind of have an embarrassment of riches, whether it be Noah Brown or Cedric Wilson. It's kind of just plug and play. They're going to have wide receivers to keep going. So um, I wouldn't worry about it on, on the Cowboys side either. Yeah, I mean, that's the reason that he's expendable to them. Normally, I think teams don't resign players of that skill if they just think there's something wrong with them that they are they don't want to invest. But they just have, like you said, an embarrassment of riches. So they can't afford to pay him along with CeeDee Lamb and, you know, Mari Cooper, Cedric Wilson yeah. stepped up, Dalton Schultz has made strides the last couple of years. So a lot of great weapons in Dallas. Other bit of news that we'll touch on here. I'll let you guys each give your thoughts really quick on this. If you have any, if you haven't seen the AB incident, it was quite a show to say the least. Some Nobody's people... talking about it. What happened? <laughs> uh, some, obviously fantasy part aside. I mean, many people upset, were upset for the fantasy purpose, but uh, we saw the thing on Sunday. I think many people already had a narrative in their mind, but then more news came out just a day later, as kind of light was more shed on the incident. And apparently what was said is that A.B. told staffers on the team he was unable to continue because of his injured ankle. This is according to Ian Rappaport. And when he pushed, uh, when they pushed him to re-enter the game, Brown refused, undressed, and then sprinted to the tunnel. Basically, it was said that they said that he's going to be cut if he doesn't go back into the game. So I think this adds a little bit of a narrative. Obviously, we don't know necessarily. It's a he says, she said thing. But I definitely, when I heard that, I didn't, I don't necessarily advocate what he did, but it wasn't like he just was up. I first heard he was upset about his playing time, and that's why he did that, which is definitely a completely different story than what is being told the other way. Yeah. Doc, what were your thoughts about this? And do you think AB's played his last game in the NFL? So, you know, what's interesting is remember when we talked about bold predictions a couple weeks ago, and I said, I don't think Antonio Brown will play again with the Bucks, and then Mike Evans and Chris Godwin got hurt. I think he was already tiptoeing the line there. I mean, let's be real. He was on the Bucks because of Tom Brady. We know how Bruce Arians felt about him dating back to when he was a wide receiver coach at Pitt. 
And I think it was, in a sense, a must win for them if he was healthy enough to suit up. Um, you know, I, I think it was kind of like a, a butting head situation where it was just going to happen. Um, obviously, it is a he said, she said, but there's no reason why you should ever do that. Even if he says you're cut, you know, that's something that is confident on the sidelines. Um, to make it a public spectacle like he did is completely unprofessional. And it's not a surprise that's coming from Antonio Brown. I don't think he's played his last snap in the NFL. I don't know if you guys saw <laughs> Josina Anderson's tweet today. She said, Anto- she said Antonio Brown uh, will play for another team if he wants. This is not an opinion. Just shows wow. just I because mean- of how great he is. There's going to be another team that rolls the dice no matter how much of a headache he is. Were you Go ahead, Johnny. I just, I just don't really believe it. This just sounds like something that was floated by AB or his agent. That, I mean, it's no, it's it would be one thing if it was the first time or the second time or the third time he's had an issue quitting on a team, but it's like the fifth time he's had an issue quitting on a team. So I don't know if you can really give somebody the benefit of the doubt on the fifth go around of the same exact situation. Well, here's my caveat so, for that, and and I'm sorry to cut you off, Brad. No, I think no. it would. I think what a team would do, kind of like Tampa Bay did last year, they brought him in for the stretch, for the home stretch, for the playoff run. They won a Super Bowl with him. I mean, they contained him pretty well for like a year and a half. I could see if if a contending team, week 13, 14, needs some help, they bring him in, they get acclimated, and then they use him for the playoff run, and then he's expendable after that. But it's, you know, fool me once, you know, fool me twice, can't get fooled again, you know? Like, <laughs> I, so uh, the way I look at it is – you know, everybody's decision on Antonio Brown is already made up. You either think he's misunderstood, you think he's a troublemaker, you think he's got mental issues, or a combination of all three. It honestly doesn't matter. It, the NFL is such a meritocracy, and everything is such results-based and, and results-oriented. Whether Unless or not you're a you coach have, and you're related to another coach. Yeah, but whether or not you have, you know, this – whether or not you have a job next year is all dependent on how you did this year. And in that, like when he was on the field, he was the Bucks' best receiver. He hasn't lost a step. He hasn't lost anything. He's still a precise route, precise route runner. Like he's just a talent that you can't deny. And in that, like, I, I think there's no doubt, like I, I'm with Justina Anderson on this. Like there's no doubt he's going to have another job because it doesn't matter. Like, if you can get one game out of him, two games out of him, three games out of him, it's not like you're going to have to break the bank to get him. So, you know, in that, he's going to be better than whatever receiver you have on the market, whether it be, you know, the Chiefs want to upgrade on Josh Gordon or or the Cowboys or, you know, the, the, wherever. Well, they Russell know Wilson. how to rein in character issues in Canada. Yeah, right. <laughs> wherever Russell Wilson has gone or will go, he's going to want Antonio Brown. He was fighting to get Antonio Brown, but. Tom Brady won out like I I just think he's too valuable and you know I think an important part of this is that his teammates like they still love him they still vouch for him they still think of him as family which means he has relationships with players around the league and if that's the case you know sometimes you know the GMs aren't making all the decisions sometimes the GMs will kowtow to you know star players so you know if Russell Wilson goes somewhere and he needs a a receiver, he's going to have Antonio Brown. So I, I think the weirdest thing of this is he's had a lot more off-field issues that are more worrisome from a people's yeah. standard well, here's, than him just running off the field. Well, here's another. That's a great point, Johnny. It's like we're we're in an age where 
the Miami Dolphins were considering trading for Deshaun Watson, who might go to prison for rape. Like, this is, that's the worst you can get, like, compared to, you know, throwing a tantrum on the field in the end zone and being unprofessional. Like, I, if that doesn't stop you, if that doesn't scare you away, then, like, I, I don't think this will. So, I, and it doesn't matter about, you know, whether or not he's done it before. The fact of the matter is he can play. He's not going to be like suspended or anything, I don't think. So it's if you if he can play, somebody will sign him because he's just too good. Yeah, well, to see how it plays out, honestly, if he signs this year, next season, you know, we wait till next season. I mean, if you haven't heard, uh, on pardon my take, they had the guy who actually drove him to uh, or drove him from the airport into like New York City after it happened, just kind of reflecting on how Antonio Brown was after it happened. You saw him in Madison Square Garden. What he uh, said for, for the game last night, uh, it was pretty much like he basically kind of summarizing it. He seemed like he was pretty proud of it, and he was like FaceTiming uh, a bunch of, of for what like, it's worth, I believe him. Well, he lost yeah. a million dollars of incentives, yeah. Like, that's for what it's worth. Like, I, when I saw it immediately, like, Catherine was right next to me. I'm like, I bet you he was injured, and they told him to go in, and then they told him to leave because he wouldn't go in, and then that's what happened, or at least that's what he said. I don't know if that's what happened, yeah. but. If that's, that's what, his story, like I don't think he'll have a problem. More time to focus on his music career. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A part of that interview, they were saying talked about his like fart, uh, farting in the, the doctor's face or something like that. Yeah, he's an <laughs> and, they, and they, uh, the guy that was driving said he drives Sterling Shepard around. He said his farts were like toxic warfare. <laughs> so it was just, I thought it was actually pretty funny. Uh, okay, enough Antonio Brown talk. Enough farting talk. We have got some fantasy awards to get to, but. Before we get into the fantasy awards, just a reminder, if you enjoy the content of Triple Play Fantasy and want to hear more of everything here, please check out all the other great things going on at the Triple Play Fantasy Network. Of course, the podcasts in baseball, basketball, and football. Tons of content over on the YouTube channel. Of course, you can see Kevin and I just did a mock draft that we just released a tight end premium PPR dynasty mock draft. Doc put out a video on Darian Gubawale last week that just reached over 1,000 views, so good job from Doc there. And uh, yeah, if you're also of writing's more your style, we always have a bunch of great articles getting churned out over at TripPlayFantasy.com. Now, guys, great things in life come in threes. There's the three stooges. There's three French hens, three piece suits. Heck, maybe even your love life comes in threes. But you know what else comes in threes? Triple Play Fantasy, the mecca of your fantasy football, basketball, and baseball needs. So with that being said, let's get to our main part of the show here. Let's get to the awards. I should have downloaded an award theme on my soundboard. I'll work and you're not that. even dressed up in a suit either, David. No, I'm in, I'm in the opposite. I'm in an, uh, sweats. So just as good. But anyway, we're going to start with our fantasy awards. We've got six awards to give out tonight, starting off with our first one, which is the fantasy MVP of the year. This could go most likely in two different directions. So, Doc, I'll let you lead us off here. Who's your fantasy MVP this year? I mean, just getting the names out there. You're picking Jonathan Taylor, Cooper Cup. And I'm going Jonathan Taylor. Um, first of all, where the ADP that you got him towards the end of the first round, his ADP was lowered when we thought Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson were going to miss the beginning of the year. Um, but just in terms of running back, a position where there's a lot of scarcity and we saw a lot of injuries, he's played every game so far. First in yards, first in touchdowns, first in big plays, which is 20-plus yards first in yards per carry. I mean, he was a workhorse. He scored a touchdown in 10 straight games. Um, didn't really have any bust games. So 
if you had him on your team, you're probably very, very, very thankful. And that's the MVP. Yeah, I agree. Let me see if this, if this sound works. Oh yeah. That's a, I think that's a good intro to the awards. Just a little bit late. Uh, <laughs> Just to echo what you said, Doc, I, I'm with the Jonathan Taylor pick as well. Uh, like you said, I mean, he he paced the running back position this year. He looks like he's going to be the new RB1 going forward. And uh, while Cooper Cup is good, I think he could be better used in a different segment. Jonathan Taylor was still a first-round pick in many drafts. It wasn't like that. Uh, he did slip a little bit with the Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson news came out at the beginning of the year uh, before the season started. But he was still going in your first round. And he just, again... Uh, just an absolute dynamite star. I think uh, I'll pull up some stats for him, but you listed some good ones there too, Doc. He did finish over as far as RB finishes. He finished, Austin Eckler was second in total PPR points this year for running backs. And that was, his total was 314.9. Jonathan Taylor had 360.6. So uh, basically had a, a nice or 45 point clear lead over Austin Eckler for second place. Look at, look at this. Jonathan Taylor has 1,734 rushing yards. Second is Joe Mixon with 1,205. He has more than 500 rushing yards and then second place. Just shows the dominance that he had this year. Johnny, who's your pick? I did, was going to go Jonathan Taylor, but we've just spoken a little bit too much about him. So I'll go to the guy who scored the most PPR points for you freaking losers who still play by that and uh, or now play by that, and that's Cooper Cup. I mean, he got the most points. That's the MVP. Most points, most valuable points. Fair enough. Uh, I agree. Uh, question in the chat. Still got another week, y'all. Who are we picking up? And what position, uh, Pokey Gummy, I like that name. What position are you looking to pick up? And we'll give you some good Appreciate options for tuning this in. He's, he's, he's guy writing us on our Instagram. It's a fan like right it. there. Yeah, so just give us a couple of positions you're looking at, and we'll list a couple names that you can pick up for this week. Keep in mind, there is – I think the Eagles have a Z- COVID outbreak right now too. So Zay Jones for an offensive weapon. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking Jared Patterson before. I think he's still available in that league. Um, Brad, who's your pick? I was going Cooper Cup. Um, we're talking about a guy who's going to break the. Oh, I thought he was talking about who you pick up for week eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like he—he's like—he's been incredible this year. He's in seventeen games. He's had one game that wasn't double-digit fantasy points. In seventeen games, he's had one game where he didn't have ninety-five yards receiving. He's just been an incredible athlete this year. I didn't. I didn't anticipate this from him. I, I thought he was great, but I didn't think he'd put up Randy Moss numbers. Um, I, I didn't know that you know Stafford would target him this much, especially with all the weapons that he had. I didn't know that they would throw the ball this much, you know, with the running game that they have. So the reason I liked him over Taylor was because there was never a reason for me to worry about Cooper Cup, where in my mind, like I could there could be a bad matchup for Jonathan Taylor on the ground where like, I, you know, I could think of a way where maybe I could start somebody else or, you know, I could kind of outsmart myself and and maybe bench him. But with Cooper cup, like he was always going to be in my lineup. There was no matchup where he just didn't have the the edge or wasn't going to get the targets or the, 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 the yards or the touchdowns or the receptions. So he's just been incredibly consistent all year. So that's, it's Cooper cup for me. 
Yeah, I think, again, it's one of those two. And for a pokey gummy for your question, if you are just all positions, just looking at some players, Trey Lance, if he's still out there, going against the Rams, Kyle Shanahan owns. I don't know what the record is. Has Sean McVay even beaten Kyle Shanahan? Uh, we've, we're have we 4-1 the last five, so I think he has beat us. Okay, so, I mean, 49ers are going to have Trey Lance starting next week. Obviously, his rushing floor is incredible. Gardner Minshew is expected to start for the – Eagles this week with Philadelphia basically resting a lot of offensive starters. I don't like Jordan Love. I know he'll be a name that's mentioned a lot, but I, I don't, I'm not trusting Jordan Love. Le'Veon Bell is expected to be the main guy for the Bucks this week. You also have Jared Patterson still out there against the New York Giants, which is a great matchup. That's Brad's guy. Kenneth Gainwell with Miles Sanders and probably Jordan Howard not playing. You could see Gainwell get a lot of action. Samaj P. Ryan who's going against Cleveland, I would expect Joe Mixon most likely to sit. Because if the Chiefs win on Saturday night, then the Bengals really don't have anything to play for at that point. So Samaj P. Ryan could get a lot of work there. Rex Burkhead is always an option. Dare Gumbawale, Eric's guy. Um, as far as some wide receivers, K.J. Osborne. Gabriel Davis is one of my favorite plays this week. I think because Buffalo, again, also is not going to have much to play for. He's going to get a lot more offensive snaps. Cyril Grayson, who's now emerged as Tom Brady's go-to guy down the stretch here with all these wide receiver injuries. Uh, he runs a fourth, I think a fourth. Antonio three, Brown hasn't been cut yet. That's true. Braxton Berrios, Zay Jones, like John said. Uh, and then Darren maybe, Waller's going to come back. So, yeah. you know, a little, Is little he coming back more this week? open underneath. He might, yeah. yeah. And then uh, a couple tight ends might be like Gerald Everett, Cole Komet, John Bates. I like John Bates a lot for Washington. He's getting a lot of looks and, and uh, Ricky Seals Jones isn't expected to play. Uh, and then oh, the yeah. seals jones I, yeah the seals jones man but those are just some some pickups this week that i would look at if uh for people that are interested for week 18 pickups if you guys have specific questions then just make sure you put them in the chat on youtube and we'll get to them all right let's get to our next award here and that's going to be the biggest bust of the year this one might be a little bit more open range so john we'll start with you for this one Who's your biggest bust of the 2021 season? So he's not the biggest name per se, but um, it's it's one that I thought was just extremely funny uh, given the off season where uh, his stock kept rising and rising. And he had a good year last year and he was getting his old quarterback back. And this is uh, Robbie Anderson, who after <laughs> week two or three, I think you could not start him for a single week again. You probably cut him. And he had multiple weeks under five, a few under two, a couple at zero. It's just, you know, he wasn't supposed to win you your league, but he was supposed to at least be someone you could plug and play or at least as a flex play for the majority of the season. It did, did not pan out. Wide receiver 53 this year. That's behind Tim Patrick. It's behind nine games of Robert Woods. It's behind Nicole Hardman, <laughs> behind cool. Braxton Berrios. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's a not a great list for the Robbie Anderson guys this year. And I still like him, though, because the Sir Per thing is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's going to be pretty much going free next year. The way things stand, you'd be oh, a nice, yeah. Oh, yeah. nice way to get him at the end of your drafts. Brad, who's your pick? Yes, this is more like a, a personal bust for me. I do uh, rankings for fan tracks and I had this running back as like my RB 43, 44, somewhere in there. And he finished RB 74. So it's a guy we just talked about, Jared Patterson. I um, He's been my guy all year. I really thought that, you know, 
Washington was going to be in a timeshare with with Gibson and Patterson, especially with you know the the uh, the toe issue that that Gibson has had his entire career so far. So I, I thought you know he would really get his his shot, and Washington didn't trust him early. And when Gibson was out, they were they were going to McKissick, and when Gibson and McKissick were out, they were. I think they picked up like Wendell Smallwood or something. Like it's just, it was very tough. And he's really only coming on now. He's got two touchdowns in his last three games. But even so, like it's not like he's getting, you know, big workhorse loads. He's had 12 carries in his last game, nine carries the game before that, and four game, four carries the game before that. So he just hasn't had the usage that I thought he would get. And when he's had that usage, it's been kind of pedestrian. So Patterson's been my bust. Hey, Rob, that's a great one. Albert Merrickin tuning in right now. He must have read my show sheet because Allen Robinson was my pick. Can you guys guess what wide receiver he was this year? <laughs> I, know cra- I know it's crazy. It's like 79 or something. It's wide receiver 83. Yeah. Wide receiver 83. He played in 11 games this year. If you look his highest scoring game in PPR formats, and again, PPR just reference because that's what most people play these days. I think played in might even not be a great stat for him. Like it should be like snap share because he, he he gave up. He gave up at a certain point. He so he had two games where he reached double digit PPR points, week two and week nine. And then the rest he had single digit PPR points. He got paid this offseason, right? Or did they franchise tagged? Yeah, he's gonna be a free agent. Wow, that's tough. It is tough. I mean, is it bad quarterback play? Is Come it- to Las Vegas, baby. There was there was a play they showed where he was supposed to block and he just stopped. He was he's yeah. been hurt. He's he's been hurt, but I think he checked out. I think he knows that teams know his value and that he wasn't going to come back to the Bears. So why give his all for a losing team? Well, I did report that he lost ten pounds. Uh, he basically has missed yeah. the last couple games with the COVID, and he said he's lost. 10 pounds over the last few weeks like that's so. that's rough you he was hurt and you lose weight off of covid like that means it hits you hard like it's he's just had a rough year all around when he's been on the field he hasn't had like good snap share he's like eric said like he's not giving his all in each play because you know whether or not he can't or it's just not beneficial for him like it's just it's been rough this is a bad year for him He'll have a better year next year. It's almost harder to have yeah. a worse year than he had. Only had one game with double-digit targets, which one thing with Allen Robinson is you're like, say whatever you want, but the man's usually fed as one of the top you know, five or six target guys every single year that we've seen him play. And, uh, I know he's signing a one-year deal, that's for sure. Yeah, so he'll <laughs> – I mean, there'll be plenty of teams, I'm sure, that would like him as their wide receiver too, and he'll be fine. I don't. I'm not too worried about him next year. I'll buy the dip. John, even John brought up a great point. I'd love to see him in, in Las Vegas. Uh, I wouldn't because the Chiefs have to play him twice. Davis, look at you talking little stocks buying the dip. Mm, yeah, yeah. Doc, why don't you finish? It only your... go up. Allen Robinson can only go up. <laughs> yeah. Really, pretty much. I mean, for me, it's Saquon, and this is someone that I think we, me and Brad, at least knew that. You guys got to give me credit. You guys had him like in the twenties. I had him like RB eighteen, so I didn't. Well, he's RB thirty. He's RB thirty. Yeah, RB like yeah, we had him he's, real low. I had an RB nineteen. I think Brad was like RB twenty, and and we were too high on him. Um, I, I, Brad mentioned this earlier, where we we contextualize injuries now, and everybody said, oh, AP came back from a torn ACL and rushed for two thousand yards. Saquon is a generational talent. But realizing that things like that are once in a blue moon, RB32 isn't bad. He has 807 scrimmage yards on the year and four touchdowns. 
but he's missed four and a half games, his two games with more than 20 fantasy points, and five games less than 10 points. Five full games, six if you count the one that he got injured against the Cowboys. That's not what you spent your first round pick on. And I think the the writing was all on the wall that, especially with the Giants offensive line issues and kind of the discontinuity there, that it was going to be an uphill battle. So that's just the one thing I hope we keep in context for the future. Once again, it wasn't a bad season, but to stop comparing people to Adrian Peterson, because that's such an anomaly coming back from a torn ACL. Real quick, before we move to our next award, just give you in like 10 seconds or less. Where would you feel comfortable drafting Saquon Barkley round next year? Uh, middle third is the earliest I would take him. I know I'm not going to get any shares. I, I was yeah, going to say fourth. <laughs> I would take him like the fifth or sixth, and he won't be there. Okay, so none of us are going to get Saquon Barkley next year. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Unless we're all in the same league. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Saquon Barkley goes undrafted. But then there's like eight other people in our draft. We do a draft Who with was, us four. That, that's – that's happened when it was the there was a player on the Panthers who we all got scared of. Jonathan Stewart. Stewart. Yeah, Jonathan we never Stewart. ever and he would literally go like eight rounds after his yeah, eight. We, we, we blackballed <laughs> we blackballed Jonathan Stewart. Yeah. Uh the next one we're gonna do is the waiver wire pickup of the year award. There's two guys I think that could win this award. Uh if you guys unless you have a third one, I won't say the names just in case I know surprise the people here. But, uh, Brad, you can start this one off for us. Who did you pick for waiver wire pickup of the year? Um, Eric did a video on him. For me, I'm going to go Rashad Penny. Like, I, I think he he won leagues for people. And I think, you know, when you're talking about your pickup of the year, it's probably somebody that either, you know, they made a, contribu- a contribution all year or they, um, you know, they won you your league towards the end. And I we're talking about a guy that had – he was the workhorse for him. He had – 16, 11, 17, and 25 carries the last four games. And three of those games, he's had over 130 yards. And in three of those games, he's had five touchdowns. Like, he's just been a beast. Um, Whether you're in PPR or not, he's just been a beast. Um, That Seattle offensive line hasn't been great, and he's managed to still get his yards with it. So it's just – it's pretty impressive. I think he's almost solidified himself, that RB1 job – for next year because I can't imagine that well, he's a free agent. Yeah. They'll, they'll pay him because I can't imagine that they're going to want, you know, Chris Carson with his neck issues and Alex Collins was just kind of, he was okay. He, he did the job, but he didn't do it the way that Rashad Penny did. So I, I I'd be very shocked if he went anywhere because he's a young talent still, and he's going to be able to, to do work for them. Well, is Kenneth Walker, uh, it's Isaiah Spiller. I think those are the two top running backs in this class, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Uh, you don't think that they try to draft one of those guys and then Do the Penny Seahawks can... have a draft? They don't have their first round pick. Oh, they don't yeah. have their first round yeah, pick. They don't <laughs> have their first round. Oh, then oh god, Seattle. <laughs> Woo, Seattle, and, goodness gracious. And even if they did have a first round, I think they have enough problems that to, you know, to spend your first round on a running back when you already might have two, it just it seems pretty unnecessary. Yeah, and uh, were any of you guys going to Monroe St. Brown? Because I'll just say something about I him. I wasn't real. going to, but I like it, and I didn't even That's think of it answer. because I just drafted him on my dynasty team, and he was like a fixture on there from the start. So yeah, I, I kind of kind of missed him as a as a waiver wire even pickup. <laughs> I had him Jeez. on my dynasty league, and then cut him after like he had a good week, and then like two bad ones, and I was like, okay, Jerry Goff is no good. But it turns out he's just a target hawk. So listen to his targets over the last since week thirteen. 12, 
12, 11, 11, 10. His fantasy points, 24.8, 15.3, 23.5, 26, 35.4. And he's getting carries now, too. They're, they're giving yeah. him the Debo Samuel treatment. I saw he got a rushing touchdown. <laughs> All right, so what do you guys Robert, Robert Woods. I know this is cherry picking, but what do you think he finished as far as wide receiver-wise since week 13? Like what? Oh, since week. Th- I'll say like, like week- wide receiver, wide receiver eight, three. Yeah, I'd like say, three. I'd say five. He finished as wide receiver two, only behind Cooper. Ooh. Oh, I was the closest. <laughs> wide receiver two behind Cooper Cup. That's literally that is insane. That's Absolutely incredible. insane. I figured Jamar Chase's like fifty points would have just made him two by d- default, but I guess not. The Packers got the wrong St. Brown. Yeah, he got his brother, but yeah, Amonra St. Brown's definitely, uh, he's a, he was a league winner this year. The only reason I kind of took this question a different way is because I kind of looked at it through the entire season. So the two guys that came then to my mind. you probably have my guy. Then you, why don't you go ahead and take the first one? No, I was just going to say is, is Cordell Patterson. It was magic in a bottle, and I don't think it lasts till next season, but that if you had him in that like eight-week stretch where he was fantastic, then that was eight wins. Yeah, I mean, he was RB7 this year. Like, when it was all said and done, he finished as the running back seven in all fantasy. And, I mean, he had games week two, 23.9. Week four, 34.6. He basically went a stretch of from week two to week nine. He had double digits every single week. The fewest of that was 14. Then he had 27.5, 12.6, 13.9, and then kind of fell off at the end of the year. But, I mean, he was someone that was undrafted and basically became an RB1 for you as a free agent, which is very hard to find for that long of a stretch to have someone being that productive. The other Not one, even could, like injury caused where everybody was putting in waiver claims. Right. Uh, doc, are you going to go your guy? You're uh, no, your guy no, your so I, I know that you're, you're thinking Elijah Mitchell, you know, week one. I mean, but that's the thing is everybody thought like, Hey, Shanahan's going to ride the hot hand. I mean, Jeff Wilson jr. Had a couple good games. We thought Trey Sermon might get some work. Debo Samuel got the running back. I was actually going to go Rashad Penny as well. Um, you know, I, I thought that he was a league winner. Um, you know, obviously he had a kind of a, a bad week 15 matchup against the Rams where he scored 6.4. But I say that because he showed the upside prior to the playoffs. So week 14, right before the fantasy um, playoffs begin, 26.8 points. So you knew going into that that he had that high ceiling. And then if you stuck around week 16 and week 17, 19.5 and 37.5 points, I mean, I think the most important thing about pickups is that you're going to use them. And towards the end of the year, you know, Elijah Mitchell had passed, had missed the past two weeks. Cordero Patterson hadn't been putting up the stats. You're thinking, do I play them in my lineup because of what they've done for me? Or, you know, do I roll with somebody else? And Rashad Penny, you know, if you had the confidence to play him, he probably won you some weeks and some leagues. Yeah, no, I mean, again, a very good choice. Kind of at the end of the season became a big deal there. Uh, but Elijah Mitchell, I will say this. So he was RB28 in terms of total points this year. But if you actually look at points per game, which, you know, obviously because he wasn't healthy the entire season, he was RB18. So a, an RB2 for you that you used your fab week one, and you got a, a pretty solid running back for when he played. Obviously, it just wasn't as consistent as you would have liked. Uh, I think those are a lot of good choices. This one is not going to be as much of a debate. <laughs> rookie rookie are, of are, the year. Are we saying anything besides <laughs> Jamar Chase? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, I am. I, I figured Why? Bradley, but Why and how? <laughs> well, because just because running back is, you know. Contrarian. 
a contrarian and also running back is a very scarce position. So I, I valued it a little higher than wide receiver. I'm going Javante Williams. Um, this is a guy that, you know, solidified himself as the RB one of the Broncos. And I wouldn't even say he was the best rookie running back from a fantasy perspective. Who would you he go? Wasn't. I mean, Najee, Najee Harris. Harris. <laughs> uh, Najee Harris finished. I, I, I'll double check what he finished. Especially sure. with, again, your all's fancy half PPR. I think he's RB. PPR. He, used to, he used to get eight targets behind and the line of scrimmage the for Big Ben. Like, he was an RB3 this year. Yeah. In terms of how I like felt about him each week, it's like you never thought that the Steelers were going to – like you're always – like if you were wait, starting – No, no, no. You're, you're, you're advocating for Javante Williams. Don't, don't change it to Najee now. <laughs> no, I'm not changing it. I'm saying like if you were advocating for Najee, it's because you thought he was going to get the targets, not because you thought he was going to get rushing yards because the game script was always terrible. Like I, I, I never – I don't think of Najee the same way as I think of Javante Williams because I know Javante is going to get those touches and he's going to get the goal lines and the touchdowns. And like, he's just been incredible the last five weeks of the year, six weeks of the year. He's got week 12, he had 19. Yeah, and, and 13, Jamar Chase really dropped off at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Jamar Chase is the better pick for the rookie of the year. But if, if, you know, if you had, if you were stacked a wide receiver and you didn't need him and you needed a running back, which most people do, I, I think the best rookie running back for fantasy was was Javante Williams for my money in terms of like how you felt about him each week and how he performed. Brad, I can't believe you said that. You know, when they're in close, he's going to get the goal line work. When he like Melvin four, Gordon didn't. When he live. has four rushing touchdowns on the year and Melvin Gordon has seven. But I, but I'm talking about like that at towards the end of the last six weeks of the year he had three touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, so, Jamar Chase the last four weeks of the year, three of those we, four weeks he had 19 and a half or more PPR points. Obviously the 55 point game so and 25. Uh, Jamar Chase had as many touchdowns this week as Javante Williams did in the last six weeks. Is what listen. Brad it's just the said. better. It's the better pick. You're right. Jamar Chase is the better pick, but. There, if there's gonna be an alternative rookie of the year, to me, you got to look at the running back position, and I think Javante Williams is the guy. Well, I'll say this: so I start looking at like the next crop of players coming in, like after the season when the combine stuff goes on. I'll like I'm not, you know, none of us here are gurus or anything, but I'll start looking at their film and start trying. Dave, to, like, you were big out. on you were big on Javante. Yeah, he was my number one running back when I was like starting to look at the guys yeah. and and everything like that. And I'll tell you this, like he's still my favorite running back. I think if Melvin Gordon's not there, I think he's a first round pick next year. I no doubt, 100%. He's my RB2 in the dynasty behind Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't fault you for putting him there. He looks he looks like the real deal. And what's so the, what's, um, the, we had a dude on that was the Minnesota running backs coach. Oh, you're talking about Andy Hansen. Yeah. Andy Hansen. Um, he was telling us how predictive broken tackles were. And that's Javante Williams. Like he, he broke tackles constantly in college and he did so in the NFL too. Like broken tackles is the actual Count, really... counterpoint. Josh Jacobs is breaks a ton of tackles. It is not Josh, fantastic. Josh Jacobs had a nice fantasy year. Uh, let's do these no, last a, qui- a quietly nice fantasy year. Quietly nice, Jacobs. yeah. Let's do these last two a little quicker here. Draft day steal. So this is someone who basically way outperformed the ADP. Cooper Cup. Just, this is who I. This is where I put Cooper yeah. Cup because he was like a fifth. <laughs> he was a fifth round pick, and he became the number one 
I think he was the number one overall player in fantasy over Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, that's what, that's what I said. If you do PPR, he was the number one scorer over quarterbacks. Jamar Chase. Yes. Jamar Chase is your – I mean, that's he's not bad. Fifth, yeah, he's yeah. a fifth-round pick too, like fifth, sixth Especially round. Especially because he was dropping because everybody – saw him say oh the lines are different on the balls mm-hmm. <laughs> and Debo Samuel Debo Samuel's another great pick too Debo yeah, was like I mean, a, a, Albert uh, Albert's on the same page with you man yeah like, right. he's round six round seven and as a 49ers fan I believe in there Debo's do you have a burner count are you Albert Moroquin <laughs> on your burner nah I, I think it was Dave it, it's a combination of me and David because he had Alan Robinson <laughs> as David's true. pickup that's true. It's probably it's probably our third brother um Albert appreciate <laughs> you man but the thing about Debo like He's getting faded because of injury concerns. And everybody, there was a debate between him and Ayuk. And the fact that Debo only missed one game this year, I mean, yeah. I think we've seen exactly what type of special player he is. I think he's like the first player in NFL history to have like three rushing touchdowns and five receiving ones. And um, Ayuk had those weird, like, that weird first four games where like yeah, he's in the it's, or something. It's weird. It's weird. But I got caught in the, the Brandon Ayuk trap. I took him over Debo and Scott Fishbowl. And uh, that cost me because I was expecting what Debo was doing. Where does Debo go next year? Does Debo go second round? Does, does he get a running back eligibility? No. No. <laughs> well, that's a fair question. No, I, Joe, I just don't think he'll give it to him. Joe Mixon um, is also a good a good choice for this one. Yeah, I think uh, he was like a third, fourth. Yeah, he was he was RB three. Um, Debo, I will say, is at the end of round two, like. Like where you were getting like the AJ Brown, yeah, AJ like Brown was there. Or, or yeah. I'll say beginning round three, like where the Terry McLaurin, um, you know, Justin Jefferson, Keenan Allen range. Fair enough. Our last one is the undeserved hype man of the year. This is can a I, player that got a lot of hype, this? and can I, huh? Can I can I begin with this one? I'm sure we have the same one. Go ahead. C E H. Oh no, that's not the same one. No. I mean, I mean, I was giving him hype. I don't think the fans. Not even the best running back on David, the team. I didn't. I didn't hype him up like you did on Twitter, but I was really big on him. I mean, took him third round of the Scott Fishbowl, and I think we hyped him up because of the offense that they're on. That it's hey, it's going to be a lot of scoring opportunities. Ch wasn't healthy last year. He had limited goal line work. You know, Patrick Mahomes handpicked him. You know, rookie running backs. You know, rarely light it up like we expect them to, um, and he just. It, he kind of looks like a jag, and uh, so I, I'm I'm sharing that blame with you, David, because I hyped him up as much too. I mean, at the end of the day, going into the season, you're like, okay, you know what? Like they promised they're going to throw him the ball more. They upgraded their offensive line, which was considered a top five offensive line according to PFF going into the year. So you're like, you know, he got stopped behind the line every single time they used him at the goal line. So you're like, all right, he's going to have the chance to have running room. He also has the, like, the same size as Maurice Jones-Drew. He bounces off tackles. He's a receiving back. Like there was Everything was there for it to happen. And you're like, you know what? As a rookie, he didn't look bad. He didn't look good. But you're like, at least you could see it. And I, you know, I, I got sucked into it. And I, you know, maybe there's something happens in the future for him. But he's not an explosive runner. He's... He's like a guy that's not getting you consistently like ex- breakaway runs. And he's not a guy that's like a game changer at the position, which the Chiefs have had with Jamal Charles and Kareem Hunt. And he's just not. Well, that, that's game what changer. I'm saying. He, he didn't he didn't do anything. And that's why I picked him is because it was the undeserved hype man. He didn't do anything that we saw last year for us to be like, oh, he was hurt or, or whatever. We just did it because of the, the explosive offense, because of the offensive line getting better. All things that were out of his control and not focusing on his game. 
Yeah. Imagine and if they took DeAndre Swift. I, I was just going to say they, they took also, Jonathan Taylor. They could have taken DeAndre Swift or Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Imagine it, if they took like a linebacker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <that's good. laughs> I'll be interested to see if hey if that they, defense is coming together, man. It is. I'm I'm pumped. I'm really annoyed. It was great last week. We lost the first round by because I don't see the Titans losing to the Texans. But that could they already did a, this year. Huh? They already yeah, did this everybody year. gets one. Everybody gets one. Yeah, they're not gonna lose to them <laughs> twice. I think, but then it could set up for an interesting they either play most likely the Raiders or the Chargers, whoever wins that game. No, I want the I want the Raiders to play the Bungles, the Bengals. I don't, First playoff they, game in forever, they could they could like freak out. Can they get the six seed? Yeah, no, they're pretty much they'll they'll get the six if they beat the Chargers. Pretty much. I thought they whoever went and got the seventh. Nope. Wrong. Oh, because okay, we so. have the tiebreaker over the Colts. We literally just beat the Colts. Okay. Well, then I don't want the Chiefs to play the Colts either. <laughs> I, I just want the bye, man. I, I don't want any of. I want teams. the Chiefs to play the Colts. That's my dream matchup scenario. Oh, I hate because I just think you, it would be terrible for you guys oh yeah i hate the colts i hate playing the colts so much in the playoffs all right let's uh go through real quick javante williams was my guy i i think every single week it was javante williams week and i was buying into it so much ready for it to happen it happened one time and then every other week that ended up not happening so he was my pick for the hype man what about you guys my my answer pre-draft is Curtis Samuel because we were getting all this offensive weapon talk and I didn't really understand why and and here we are. Results speak for themselves. My pick, um, I was big on this, you know, early in the year, and Johnny was telling me my logic wasn't sound, and turns out he was right. Um, Julio Jones, for me, uh, this guy played nine games, and of those nine games, only one of them, he had double-digit fantasy points. Like, he he couldn't be counted on when he was in the game. I don't know if it's because he was used as a decoy. I don't know if it's because he was injured. I don't know if it's just because, you know, it's his first – season with a new quarterback and a new system and you know i don't want to judge him too quickly or say that he's lost a step or any of that but it just wasn't a good year for him from a fantasy perspective and, is, um, he's not coming back for the playoffs is he i have that's no idea they have a first uh, round bye most likely it looks i like, know that's we we know henry is which yeah i was about to say it looks insane. like derrick henry's coming back so. that's gonna be a they tough said out. he could come back this week if they wanted him to but they'd rather rest him for two more weeks. yeah that's yeah. gonna be a tough out the titans They're have probably, everything I think they're the best team in the AFC, to be honest. Mike, I mean, um, they're. I mean, they're definitely. Uh, you, how do you not give Coach of the Year to uh, to Mike Vrabel? Vrabel? Like he's. I mean, he did what he did with that roster when Derrick Henry went down. The rotation of backs they use when AJ Brown and Julio Jones weren't playing. I mean, are, are we like a numbers station? Like this call and response we're getting. I don't know, like, but I it, think they're like, they're, are, they're, are they're, people, like, they're like spam links or something. Uh, you yeah. know what, Geek Mill. I like the name too, by the way. Uh, John o. Smith, I do think could count here because people. I was one of the people also big on him as the Patriots tight end that you want. That That's he was a great gonna, one. I, he was. Not I was all over him. Lack of trying. They they do like a wide re- or a tight end screen and a tight end run to Johnny Smith like once a game. So they were Gerald trying. But Hunter Henry had like what nine touchdowns or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, but we yeah. we knew it was going to be one of them. We didn't know which one, but we knew it was going to be one of them. <laughs> I thought it was John. I thought Hunter Henry wouldn't last the season. He always gets hurt, but uh, yeah, everybody like myself and, and Geek Mill, Johnu Smith. I thought that, Gerald that was a, Everett was going to go off too, and he just didn't. At the end of the year, he had like a nice stretch, but he did. He had a nice little yeah. stretch, yeah. All right, let's the last twelve ish minutes. Or Russ, so, we're, I, we didn't even mention Russ. Yeah, I, I missed on that one too. <laughs> oh yeah, it, that was, it was. He had a really bad year. I hit really I, well 
with my baseball picks this year, and my football picks were the exact opposite. You, you can't. This is a some football podcast. We don't some hear of about your <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Russell Wilson got hurt. I think they said he was on pace the first five games of the year to finish with 39 touchdowns, three interceptions, just under 4,000 yards, and because he got hurt the fifth game, and he was on pace to be QB three. So, like, I mean, there's always the injury factor there, too. I, but I told David, I said, the thing about Russ is he's going to do really well in the regular season, and then you need him to do well in the fantasy playoffs, and he scores eight against the Rams. Yeah, but and I, was, thing is, and I was generous. I if I played him, I would have won. Which, <laughs> yeah, which did not the irony. That's well, the irony. Yeah, yeah, well, that's the thing is he always has a dud against the Rams when you need him the most. There you go. Well, all right, let's get to our question of the week, which is sponsored by Monkey Knife Fight. Triple Play Fantasy is an official affiliate to Monkey Knife Fight, the fastest-growing sports betting site in the United States. Make sure you use Como Pro, Com, promo code Triple Play to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. I can't speak English. So our question this week, which NFL quarterback would last the longest on the show Survivor and why? So, Doc, I feel like you have a good one that you could lead this off with. So I'm going to go Mike Lennon. You know, I feel like... Why? Oh, well, here's the thing. You know, with Survivor, sometimes it's just not about making enemies. It's about just staying low-key and, you know, just progressing along. I mean, think about it. Mike Lennon hasn't done anything noteworthy in his oh, NFL no. career. He's got to watch and, his neck. And yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, really. I, mean the, I, I knew the neck point was going to get brought up, but he just keeps getting job after job without anything impressive on his resume. He just kind of floats by and you forget that he's there, and then you're like, oh, wait, Mike Lennon is starting this week? So I could just see that on Survivor. He stays low-key. Everybody forgets about him, and then all of a sudden he's the winner. Brad, who's your pick? For similar reasons, I was going Tom Brady. Uh, he just kind of continues. His dietary to... restrictions. We, 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 we bring saying. him like, up. We, we talk is, about him too much on questions. All he drinks is like water and Soylent or whatever he yeah. eats. Like it's, it's pretty much he doesn't need to have any of the, the things that we eat every day. So I'm not worried about his food. He seems to have the longevity. He's going to play until he's he, 90. Like I have no reason to think he wouldn't win. He can't, he won't be able to eat any of like the wild fruits. They'll be too acidic for him. <laughs> and, yeah, that's true. He'll have to, yeah. he'll have to take a lap. Johnny, who's your pick? I had two. Um, the first that I thought of, obviously, as we're going through the first one is Jameis Winston. He's got, eye, he's got LASIK eye surgery. He'll be good at the archery stuff. And we know he loves seafood, so he'll be good with that. And then mm-hmm. I thought also just Josh Allen on the opposite of Tom Brady. <laughs> he looks like he just eats anything. So any of those like eating like insects challenges and stuff like that, it's right in Josh Allen's wheelhouse. You know what? I, th- we're getting a little off topic here, but with the Matt Stafford picks, it's really interesting how Matt Stafford's covered versus how Jameis was covered. That's very true. Um, I'll wrap this up real quick. My pick is Drew Locke because if you can be that bad and have that much swag, imagine when he's in su- in tough situations, he's going to just have swag. He's Does he, be- though, David? Does he, though? I, I don't like Drew Locke. Say, what's, what's the swag that, he, that you you're see him when he, about? like, throws a pass? He's, like, looking at Because he was, arm, he was like- rapping along to, like, a, a young Jeezy song once. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just think he he learns to adapt in situations, and even if he's not good, he still sticks around. So I, I don't think, think like, you'll ever see him throw another pass. Oh man! Well, he's playing this week. That's so. after after this season, of course. Okay. Well, it'll be interesting to see what Denver does at quarterback position. But let's get to our last segment of the night, and it's our game of the week, which I'm hosting, and I have a fun game. I did it on the baseball show. It was a big hit, so we're doing the football version of it. It's called the five second rule. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you guys a category individually, 
and then you have five seconds to answer three of that category. Okay. If you don't get it in five seconds, you don't get the point. If you do, you get the point. We'll have each, each question each... is five seconds, or I'm each like... question is five seconds. Okay. I was like, I get one and a half seconds to. Yeah. So then, uh, so I'll like, for instance, like if I were to start and I say, hey, John, why don't you give me uh, players with the last name R? And you have five seconds to answer three players with the last name R. Rogers. Adam Rank and Antonio Cromarty. <laughs> well, that was just the, that was just an example, but I, I'll have like a clock in my head, so we'll just move on if you don't get it. But I'll, we'll give each of you four, and then we'll have a bonus if I need to ask bonus ones if we have a tie. That sound good? Let's do it. All right, starting off with John. Green Bay quarterbacks. Go. How many do I need? Jordan Love. Brett Favre, Bart Starr, Aaron Rodgers. There you go. You're good. You only, okay. it's, it's, only, it's only three for every answer. Okay. All right. Keep track of your own score. Okay. I, I feel good about this now. That one was better than players with R's. <laughs> Brad, Kansas City running backs. C.H., Damian Williams, uh, Gore. Oh, man. I, I At the buzzer, I'll, I'll give wait, it. Wait, do they have to be current ones? Or could it be... Well, he did. Uh, it, couldn't, it couldn't be current. How would I have done like all? Yeah, three no, no, that, that's true. That's true. I'll, I'll, I'll clarify if it needs to be current or not. Okay. I got it though, right? Yeah. You're, yeah. I'll give you at the buzzer. Doc, NFL MVPs. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. All right. John, Super Bowl winners of the last ten years. Patriots, Bucks, Chiefs. All right. There you go. There go. Got it. <laughs> I was going right. to say Patriots, Patriots, Patriots. Oh, no, I can only <laughs> think of the Patriots. <laughs> it's a nice loophole. You guys are doing a lot better than the baseball guys did. All right. Whoa, whoa. I got, like, all of them right on baseball, David. Brad, ESPN football personalities. Ooh. Swagoo. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's right, a got... very quick five seconds. I- I'm counting on my fingers here. I'm glad I didn't get that one. ESPN uh, makes it a, a... – I got, I got the hardest in your head like now, crew. Are they? Oh, are think, they NFL face. Who's the dude that uh, he's like Orlovsky? That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. All right. How do you not say Ryan Clark? That's our guy. How do you not yeah. say Matthew Barry? All right. That's true. Uh, all right, Doc. <laughs> Doc. Former number one overall picks. Joe Ooh. Burrow, Jared Goff, Jamarcus Russell. Nice job. Nice. I got I'm catching strays here with that Jamarcus Russell <laughs> shout out. <laughs> all right, John. Lions running backs. DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, and what was that guy's name? Ah, oh, John Aaron. <laughs> All right, Brian. Um, I was trying to think of that guy. Cabinda. Javid Best, Mikel Lashore, Carry on Johnson. All right, Brad, you yeah. ready? Uh, let's do Jets quarterbacks. Sanchez, Wilson. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> On that third, could have said Brett Favre too. <laughs> yeah, I could have. I'm thinking of the who's number five, Mike White. That's right. All right, Doc, give me any three current offensive tackles: Andrew Thomas, Trent Williams, uh, Alejandro Villanueva. Uh, too late. Any of the guard, anyway. Ah, uh, that's the toughest <laughs> one, probably. That was that a tough was, one. That was, that was a very hard one. one. All right, let's do. Uh, is that three for each of you so far? Yeah, I, I got, got two, two yeah. and Brad got one. I got one. All right, John, 
Give me any three current kickers. Daniel Carlson, Harrison Bucker, and <clears throat> Justin Tucker. Oh, close. Did I not get it? Did I not, not get it? That was that what do you guys bad. think? What do you guys think? No, I don't think so. I don't think you got it. All right. Brad, do I give you an easier one or I give you a no, hard no, one? No, no, no. Keep it coming. All right. <laughs> <laughs> give me three current Alabama running backs. Josh Jacobs. Kareem Hunt is not no. an Alabama running back. Yeah. His, <laughs> so his is... teammate, Kenyon Drake. Yeah, Kenyon Drake. I could have gone. Who else? Who's the third Najee. one? Najee. Najee, yeah. Could have uh, gone Mark Ingram. Mark or uh, Derrick Henry. Yeah. All right. Doc, did I give you it's a hard one or an easy one? It's for the win. I mean, get, just don't give me another. Three offensive guards. All right. I could give you a really bad one, but I won't do that. Give me current three current NFL player nicknames. Uh, what? I, I'm not even going to. That's, that's so hard. All right, I'll no. give you a different one. I'll give You're you a done. One. He got it wrong. <laughs> that, that's so hard. All right, I'll give you a Just different one. saying stuff like Flash, Iceman. I'll give you a different one, Doc. All right. Give me three Bears quarterbacks. Mitch Trubisky, Nick Foles, Andy Dalton. All right. There you go. You get... All right. Doc with the win. I'll give you my uh oh, my soundboard was de- was disconnected. One person you... cheer. All right, here we go. Here's Yay! your one person cheer for you. Where is he? Where is he hiding, Eric? He doesn't only, want to cheer for it's, you. It's only fitting on the last show that we got currently scheduled Yay! right now. Yeah, I go out on top. I need to know who that one person is. Come and slide in my DMs. All right. Well, like we said, like we said at the beginning of the show, this is not the end of us four doing a pod together, but with it about to kick off to the off season, we're going to go to a little bit more of just kind of spewing out shorter content. All four of us going to be putting content out there. So if you're a fan of Johnny, if you're a fan of Brad, Doc, or myself, stuff will be still going out on the podcast, on the YouTube channel, which you got to subscribe to. Tons of great stuff going on there. And throughout the off season, we'll get together and we'll do some fun episodes here or there. But it's kind of a mental break for us to kind of do stuff on our own schedule until more stuff starts picking up and we have more news to talk about. So just for now, until we talk to you guys later, make sure stay safe out there. Enjoy the off season, And we're going to make like a bread truck. And we're going to haul these buns. Catch you guys in the next one, whenever that is.